Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. I am Brett Jensen, and you are listening to this rousing edition on a Wednesday of Breaking with Brett Jensen. Telephone numbers to get in on the show, 704-570-1110. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest in breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And we are going to be taking your phone calls tonight if you are so inclined to give us a call. Because tonight, we're going to start off with CMPD. I've got some CMS stuff to get into later on tonight about the superintendent search and all that, but I want to start tonight on CMPD. So for the last several months, you know, we've been talking about how, you know, obviously actually more than several months, but how there's a massive shortage at CMPD in terms of officers. Okay. We've talked about that extensively, not just us, Some other news outlets have as well, but not to the extent that this station has and into the great detail this station has. And so, but what we've been hearing along the way is, you know, you heard Johnny Jennings a couple months ago, and I think one of the last press conferences that he had saying, look, yeah, when they did the crime stats, so it must have been in January, when they were talking about, hey, We've got to retain officers. We've got to hire officers. Officers are quitting. Officers are retiring. And we are losing ground in terms of the number of officers that we replenish them with that go through the academy. And then he talked about, hey, look, over the next two years, we're in big time trouble because we've got all these officers getting ready to, t- to retire, hitting their 30-year mark when CMPD made a massive surge in the early 90s, 92, 93, 94, because of the crack ec- epidemic. And that's when murders went through the roof. And up until the last couple of years, that's when all the murder records were set. Or they're all set in a row in the early 90s. And then things sort of calmed down and went back to normal. But they made a massive hiring surge in the early 90s. Well, now all these 30 years later, they're about to retire over the next couple of years. And it's going to be in droves. So, and then after that, um, you know, Brad, Brad Koch, he, he was with CMPD as an officer. I think he's a lieutenant. I, I should know this off the top of my head, and I apologize to Officer Koch for not knowing. I think he's a lieutenant, but maybe a captain, but I think he's a lieutenant. But, uh, but you know, he even came out not long ago, and said, hey, yeah, we're short, but the ci- the citizens of Charlotte are safe. 
the citizens of Charlotte are safe. And look, the, this is not a CMPD officer thing. This is not about the officers. They're doing what they can as best they can. And Johnny Jennings even said, hey, we're doing more with less. Absolutely. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Brad Koch is a major. So I definitely want to correct that. I don't want to call him a lieutenant when he's actually a major. So my apologies. So Major Brad Koch. So anyways, but it's not a CMPD officer thing. Like I said, Johnny Jennings came out and said, hey, our officers are doing more with less, with less help. And that is absolutely the case. And there's no one that would ever disagree with that. They are having, and the reason they're doing more is because they don't have a choice. They're having to do more. They're going from one call to the next call to the next call to the next call. They're not even getting a chance to like catch their breath because they're so short-staffed. Now, the numbers that you hear publicly are around 300, that they're short 300 officers, CMPD. But I'm here to tell you all the numbers that I'm hearing privately behind the scenes are way more than that maybe even closer to 500. And here's why. From everything that I've been told by people within CMPD, about five years ago, maybe less, maybe maybe a year less, maybe a year more, but roughly five years ago, CMPD was allocated for 2,000 police officers, meaning you were able to hire 2,000 police officers. Well, officers kept getting lower and lower and lower and leaving and leaving and leaving and not coming back. And that gap started getting bigger. So then, now they're allocated, is what I've been told, 1,800 officers. So they said, even though Charlotte has gotten bigger, every single day, 114 people move to Charlotte. That's an actual stat. 114 people move to the Charlotte metro area, Mecklenburg area, every day. Every day. As a matter of fact, the Charlotte Business Journal yesterday just had a whole big article about um, national people are calling Charlotte, quote, a boom town. I got news for you. Charlotte's been a boom town since 2000. Don't believe me? Look at the population. Compare the population growth percentage-wise to other cities in the South. Compare it to Tampa, compare it to Jacksonville, Birmingham, Knoxville, Memphis, Louisville, Lexington. Compare it. Richmond. It's not even close. Not even close. So you've got all these people moving to Charlotte, but yet the number of positions have gone down, at least from what I've been told. So now think about this. Well, Brett, what does that matter? Well, think about it. What sounds better? Let's say you've got 1,500 officers, but really 2,000 positions. Well, now you've got a 500-person shortage, right? But if you get rid of some of those, well, now you're only allowed to have 1,800 officers. Well, now you're only down 300 officers. When five years ago, it was more, more allocated positions. Again, this is everything that I'm being told by many, many, many people within CMPD. So now here we go to this. Not only are they, they said, oh, we'll lessen the allocation. We'll have the, you know, we'll lower the number of positions available. 
now I'm being told that CMPD in their stats are counting what's called hire backs. Mark Garrison retires after 30 years with WBT, okay? Then they said, look, we're going to hire you back. But in order to not mess up your benefits and your retirement and all that, you're only allowed to work 1,000 hours per year. It's 20 hours a week. It's 20 hours a week. These people can only work part-time, but yet they're counted as in the, quote, full-time people. It would take two, quote-unquote, hirebacks to equal one full-time employee, but that's not what's happening. They're counting, oh, we hired him back, so that's a position hired back. No, it's not. It's a position. He's literally working half the time, or she's working half the time. And most of the time, they're doing crowd control, like at Panther Games, or they're doing traffic at Panther Games, or at Spectrum Center, or whatever. Again, this is, many people are telling me this. So now... Something happens yesterday in the middle of the afternoon at 4.26 p.m. I have the exact times. I have everything. And I'm going to explain to you, because we talked a little bit about this last night, but I'm going to go into great detail when we come back how this is impacting you drastically. Even though CMPD says our citizens are safe. Okay. Are they? Are they? Because I've got stuff that might say otherwise when we return. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's my recital. I think it's very vital. All right. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Going up until 8 o'clock tonight, 704-570-1110 is the telephone numbers. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen. So talking about CMPD. And the shortages and the real numbers that they're short, right? In terms of actual full-time hirees, when a few years ago, it was a lot more than it was now. So, but you keep hearing, oh, (laughs) you're good. You're good. Even though it may take four, five, six hours for a cop to show up at your door to take a report, like, your car being broken into, your car being stolen, whatever. It may take a while, but you're you're good. You're safe. It it may not be within an hour when you call. You call at noon, we may get there by dinner time. By then, God knows where your car is. Good luck. So anyways, this happened yesterday to talk about the shortage. Yesterday at 4.26 p.m., a 911 calls in about a wreck, a three-vehicle wreck 
Okay. Three vehicle wreck with injuries. And this happened at Steel Creek Road at Irwin Road. Steel Creek Road at Irwin Road. Yesterday at 4.26 p.m. At that particular time, in that particular division, there were 17 calls in queue just for that division. Going, we'll get there when we can. But but remember, you're safe. Just remember, you're safe. Top priorities, as we've been told, happen first. So if your car's been stolen, I got news for you. (laughs) You ain't a top priority. Obviously, you're going to go below domestic violences and gunshots and serious motor vehicle accidents. Well, a priority one. Priority one means get, get there. I mean, you, you need to get there. So the priority one call comes in at 426. Three-car accident, injuries. Ten minutes later, dispatch requests units. At 441, 15 minutes after the initial call, dispatch asked for units to actually show up at this wreck a second time. So now we're 15 minutes into a serious motor vehicle accident and dispatch has already had to go, seriously guys, we need someone there. Can you get there? Maybe someone got there two minutes later. Maybe someone got there five minutes later. Medic was on its way, if not already there. The call came into 911. So 15 minutes after the call came to 911, no officers had been assigned to this serious motor vehicle accident. None. But remember, you're, you're safe. Just remember that. And again, this is not a knock on CMPD because they could they do things maybe a little bit better to try and recruit people? Maybe. Maybe. Most of it's up to the Charlotte City Council, to be honest with you, and the mayor and the city manager, Marcus Jones. A lot of that, if not most of that, falls on their shoulders. So, But at the time, at the exact same time, there were 18 calls for service holding on hold in Steel Creek. I I want you to think about this for a second. This is at 4.26 p.m. on a Tuesday. Think about it if people weren't actually at work. And as I was told today, (laughs) Brett, Brett, you acting like this is a big deal. This is every damn day. Yesterday wasn't, wasn't out of the ordinary. It's every day. I remember the last time we spoke to Chief Jennings about the year-end stats, and I said, hey, I was told a couple of, like a week ago there were 25 calls on hold. And then they came to me afterwards privately and was asking me, hey, what division was this and what division was that? I was like, dude, I am not telling you. Because 
you know, for fear of retaliation. by upper management. So, but again, this all goes back and here's the thing. So if it's this bad now, how bad is it going to be in two years from now? How bad is it going to be over the next 10 months when all these people start retiring? Yeah, but we'll have higher backs. Doesn't matter. They can only work 20 hours a week and think about it. How many people that have retired after 30 years of service actually want to be put in dangerous situations. Like, let's think about that for a second. You're retired. You're getting your state benefits or whatever. You know, you're getting your benefits. Do you think you want to go to, like, some big-time incident? (laughs) And you're only working 20 hours a week? No, thank you. Send me to the Panthers game. Send me to hang out at North Lake Mall during the day on weekends. I'll help out with the traffic, but if you think I'm going to a major incident, yeah, let me know how that works out for you. And I tell you what, I would do the exact same thing. After 30 years of service, I've done my time. So if you guys got any thoughts on that, give me a shout, 704-570-1110. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. We're going up until 8 o'clock tonight, 704-570-1110. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest in breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And that movie, or that song, just reminded me of the Top Gun movie, obviously, because that's where it came from, the original. But that made me think of the second one. And the second one was the first movie I'd seen in theaters and. Like, I was never a big movie theater guy anyway, but that was probably the first movie I'd seen in a theater in five years. Like, even before, like, had there not been a pandemic, there's a 50-50 chance I wouldn't have gone to the theaters anyway, right? Like, in all sincerity, like, I've just never been a big, like, I like it, but, and all this, by the way, is just off the top of my head, because I, I didn't know George was going to play that song, and it just hit me, and I was like, oh, well, I'd never go to the theaters, but there's a movie that I want to actually go see. And and so the movie that I want to go see is Cocaine Bear. Mm. Cocaine Bear. Because it's based on a true story. And you've seen all the funny trailers and promos and commercials. If I'm not mistaken, I think it took place in Georgia. And I want to go see it. I want to go see it. Just uh, just a thing. I, I, I just cocaine bear. And I don't know why. And I can go by myself on a Tuesday at noon. Don't care. There's going to be four people in the movie theater. You know what I mean? But I just cocaine bear. Now, it's not all a comedy. 
Just, just so you know. Like, it is funny, but there's some gruesome issues as well. And again, it's all roughly based on a very true story that I think happened in the 80s or 90s. Anyways, uh, Byron, enough of me rambling. Byron, thanks for calling. Thanks for holding, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, how you doing? Pretty good, sir. So, um, I drive around Charlotte every day. I have a small business. I'm on the roads every day. So I'll tell you, it is chaos on the road. And uh, this morning, I was coming into Charlotte on the off road near the Memphis, and a red charger passed me doing probably 60, weaving in and out of traffic. And that's every day, bud. I mean, numerous times every day. I'm surprised people get killed every day. And the, the cops are understaffed. Someone is negligent there, whoever hires the police. How do we get three to 500 police down? That's ridiculous. Well, a lot of it was because... Because of the Great Resignation, like that's what they're calling. We, everyone knows about the Great Depression and everything, but they're calling it the Great Resignation when COVID hit and people are just like, "Yeah, I'm getting free money." I mean, they got it from the state, and then they were getting it from uh, the federal government, and they were actually making for about a six month period of time, give or take, actually making more money by not working than most of these people were making in their real jobs. So they just said, screw it, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't want to deal with the public, whatever. And if you remember, the service industry in terms of restaurants couldn't find any cooks. Then they couldn't find any waitresses or waiters or uh, bartenders. And then you had all these nurses resigning because nurses are working overtime out the yin-yang as well, nonstop, just like cops are. And teachers, there was a massive teacher shortage uh, nationally. And then there was a bus, school bus driver shortage. Like It was across a lot of industries. Not, you know, not necessarily in media, but in, you know, in the public serving where you're out and dealing with the public, there was the the thing called the great resignation. And then on top of that, but a lot of these industries started coming back. And how did they do that? Oh, okay. So you work at McDonald's and you're making $8 an hour. There's literally a sign at the McDonald's in South Park that says $15 an hour. That's $30,000 a year, you know, to either like. Um, you know, would, would you like to biggie size that? And I know that's Wendy's. And so, but my point is, and other people started offering $17 an hour for fast food joints where they used to pay $5 or $7. And so people started paying more money and more money, but you know, who did not a lot of the police departments because they're controlled by cities. They're controlled by the city councils, and not just Charlotte, but across the country. And a lot, of, a lot of cities have had very good success in filling a lot of those gaps. And then the other thing that did not help, Byron, is the fact when the George Floyd incident happened and everyone started wanting to de- defund the police, Seattle, Portland, New York, Minneapolis, like they, Philadelphia, they all started going after the police officers, and then all of a sudden the police officers became the criminals, not the actual criminals. And then the people like, wait a minute, I'm making $45,000 a year trying to protect you? Forty-five. You can literally almost make that at McDonald's. And if you work overtime, you can make that. And guess what? No one's taking a shot at you or trying to run you over, and everyone's going to have your back as opposed to being a police officer in a big city. 
like Charlotte. Being a police officer in Monroe is not the same as being a police officer in Charlotte. It's night and day. Night and day. And so so you had all these people like in Fresno, California, and Tampa, and all these other places that have had done a really good job over the last year and a half, two years, trying to bring people in and recruit new people, as opposed to going, screw the police, defund the police, like they're just criminals anyway. And that when that's coming from your city council, from the people that are actually paying your paycheck, that's a problem. Why do you need that? Why do you? I wouldn't do it. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's a big problem. And so now. They're trying to figure out ways to do it. But I got news for you. Putting stupid ads on Twitter ain't the way it's going to happen. Because here's what. Guess what? How many people look and follow CMPD's Twitter? Just CMPD people and media. The only people that see it are media and CMPD officers. Like, that's it. Nobody looks at CMPD stuff except us or people within their little community. So, I mean... It's a much bigger problem, Byron, that falls on the shoulders directly of the city council and the leadership of trying to figure out, coming up with ideas. Oh, well, let's, here's an idea. Let's look at what other cities are doing that have actually been successful. Well, you got to do more than look. You got to actually start doing what they're doing. Well, you know, good people do a good job. That's all I'm going to say. I appreciate it, Byron. Thanks for the phone. It's not, this is not a knock on the, on the officers out there. Not at all. Zero. Not a knock at all. And I don't think anyone supports CMPD officers more than WBT. I mean, I think we are the media outlet that generally supports CMPD more than any other media outlet. Because our listeners aren't the ones out there protesting. By and large, the listeners at WBT aren't the ones protesting. They're not the ones rioting. They're about law and order and structure, you know, and safety. They're about safety. They, you guys want, you want to be safe, and you damn sure want your family to be safe. And the best way to do that is supporting the police. It's just, that's just the way it is. And as I was talking to an officer last night, I said, look, yes, and I, and I used this analogy on air before. Yes, there are, there are bad officers. When you consider, I don't know, I'm just taking a wild guess. I literally have no idea. But I'm just going to say, I don't know, what, 200,000, 400,000 police officers, 500,000 police officers in America? I mean, if there's, in theory, supposed to be 2,000 in Charlotte— like, okay, now how many you got in Gastonia and Belmont and Monroe and Waxhaw? Like, probably half a million, maybe a single town and state police and county, maybe even maybe 1.5 million. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's like close to a million, maybe more. Just trying to do quick math in my head. But when you do all that, when you've got all these people and you've got all these incidents where people are trying to, like, why am I going to do this? Why, why am I going to be 19 years old, 21 years old, 21 years old, and make 40, 45K a year? And, yeah, go ahead, George. 700,000 in 2020. That's it? Yeah. 700,000 officers in 2020. That seems low when you include state police, sheriffs, deputies, city police. That seems a little low. But maybe so. 
Okay, so seven. We'll just say three, three, three and a quarter, or three quarter million people. Seven hundred fifty thousand officers. But when you have that many officers, there are going to be some bad ones. We all know that. You you can't help it. But you still support the police. Let me ask you a question. With all the malpractice lawsuits out there, do you quit going to the doctor? Seriously. There's a doc. I'm just randomly picking a doctor. Randomly, if there's a male doctor in Albuquerque, New Mexico, that sexually assaults a patient while she's under anesthesia, do you quit going to the doctor? Are all doctors bad all of a sudden? Or a doctor misdiagnoses you? Like, like, what? How about my vet? Maggie is the is a very near and dear thing to me. My golden retriever. George knows that. George knows that. He's known about Maggie since 2014. She was misdiagnosed, caused a lot of issues. You think I quit taking her to a vet? No, I found a new vet. You don't quit going to the vet just because there might be one that's not capable. You don't quit. You don't stop. You don't stop supporting the police just because there might be a bad one or a few bad ones. Like you, that's not what you do. 750,000, of course there's going to be a couple of bad ones. Of course. Like, are there bad doctors? Are there bad lawyers? Are there bad vets? Yeah, exactly. Bad radio. That's 100% right on that one. You don't quit, you know, I mean, are there bad teachers? Of course. Doesn't mean they're all bad. Doesn't even mean 98% of them are bad. Most likely, it's about 99.5% are good. So, I don't know. If you're not getting the support, why do you want to go to a job where you're not being supported? Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. You just heard Brett Sitting Bull in his promo. I call him Sitting Bull. (laughs) Um, Check him out every single day from 3 to 6. Okay, so uh, I've got to get into some CMS news. But I'm going to take one very, very quick phone call because I've got to get into CMS stuff. Rand, thanks for calling and thanks, thanks for listening, buddy. I appreciate it. Hey, Rand. I, hey, Rand. I want to thank you for taking my phone call. I just wanted to say, don't don't paint everybody as police haters because I'm not. Right. I often, I'm oftentimes when I come across officers, I shake their hand, I tell them how much I appreciate what they do. But then you know, you say they they take a job that. Uh, you know, that it's unthankful and all that, but people got many jobs where they don't get the thanks that they should. And when an officer is wrong, they're wrong, but there's an unwillingness in our society to point that out. Well, I you think know, there's also, though, but here's the big difference, though. Yeah, people mess up with their jobs every day, but people aren't shooting at them either. And here's the, but, but, but more importantly than that, here's what I think the big difference is, Rand. If someone, every time I screwed up, a little or a lot, doesn't matter, just a little or a lot. Or a doctor, every time a doctor screws up and misdiagnoses a little or a lot, there's no one there with their cell phone videoing it. And when we see things on TV, even if it's minor, we blow it up to something big. And if it's something big, like the godforsaken thing that happened in Memphis, which was unbelievable, and you know, and thankfully we did see that. There were times when it's good to see things, but... But, but there are times when we just blow things out of proportion. Oh, my gosh. Because let's be honest. Reading something old school style in the newspaper or reading something on the Internet 
doesn't have the same impact as actually seeing a video, even if it's something small. And because of that, every time a police is involved in someone, whether it's their body cam or people just pulling, because not every small town has body cams, they can't afford it. But they put, everyone starts pulling out their phones. Everyone starts pulling out their phones. And then you might only see half of it, not the whole thing. Like, it's a, it's a thing. And so, look, but you're 100% right. If something does, if someone is wrong, and I will tell you, the police union, the FOP, they're the first people that say, yeah, get them out of here. Because they're giving all of us a bad name. People have been in the you know the police union for 15 years, 20 years. They're like, yeah, get them out. If they commit a crime, send them in jail. Because they're giving the rest of us a bad name and they're making it harder for the rest of us that are actually trying to be normal human beings. Right. Can, can I say something right Yeah, now? absolutely. Absolutely. Brett, I, I understand full well what you're saying, but I think that uh, the, 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 the cameras that they wear, the body cams, as well as the cell phones, is only showing us what has been going on for a long time that we didn't have access to. And sure, sometimes we don't see the whole thing, but you sh- the, the news people show snippets of crime. I, no, I, I don't disagree with you. The, I mean, other things that happen. No, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I Actually, I agree with you 100% on that, Rand. And thanks for calling. Yeah. Thanks for listening, buddy. I appreciate it. I got okay. to get, get real quick. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, why do they keep saying, you know, reported rapes are up? Is it because there are more rapes? They're like, no, because people are reporting it more. You know, more than they ever have. Women feel more empowered and more strong to actually report the documents. doesn't mean that there's more going on. This is what's been going on forever. It's just women are reporting it more. And so you're right. And what they're showing is a lot of things have been going on for a long time.